Welcome to this episode of the Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm Larry Wydell, and before we get started, if you want to know exactly how to win again and again, go to WydellOnWinning.com forward slash webinar now to watch something I've put together for you. Now let's get going into this episode of Million Dollar Mastermind. I'm here talking with Mike Tunnel, and uh, Mike has got an organization all over North America in spite of himself, I think. And, uh, Thank you. <laughs> and uh, Mike uh, brings inspiration and hope wherever he goes and works like a maniac. You know, he works like a maniac in the business and outside of the business. And he's helping people. He's touching people's lives. He's got a fantastic family. He's got three kids. And uh, I don't know how many grandkids you have now, Mike. Uh, not enough. Six. <laughs> how many? Six. Six. Congratulations. That, that, that number has grown uh, since I last asked. But uh, uh, a, a fabulous wife and Stephanie. And, you know, I'm looking at... Uh, Mike's impact in terms of quality people. We talked about last time about that. How many, you said you got like 30,000 people now. How many million dollar earners? Do you have any idea? Uh, what was the last time? I don't know. It's 20, 20 plus. I don't know. I don't know how to use POL. I keep saying I'll, I know how to use one little app and I, I right. look at it about every six months maybe when there's something comes up. But, you know, I just... Larry, I still remember one day I came to speak to your group and you said, congratulations. I said, for what? He said, you've had the number one base shot in the country for a couple months. I said, how do you know that? <laughs> well, they sent out a report. So I called my secretaries. I said, do we get that report? She said, yeah. How come I've never seen it? I said, Mike, you have never looked at one report we've ever put on your desk. I said, well, if I'm ever number one in a category again, circle it, put it on my desk, say, Mike, look at this. But I just report, I didn't get in this business to beat somebody. I got in this business to build financial independence for my family and create a lifestyle I wanted. And so whether I was number one or number five was not the key, but I didn't look. And so I, I'm not a big POL guy, but I do know that someone had done the numbers the other day and I forget who it was and said, Mike, there's uh, John Water Street. That's who it was. They were going to introduce me to somebody, one of those numbers. He's got over 30,000. You got uh, 1,500 RVPs or something and 20 plus people making a million plus. So. Yeah, it's, it's quite a fun thing. Yeah, and it, would you say, how would you say this? Uh, that the side, you know, because you're, you said it's not a goal. I want, you know, it's, it's beyond me. It's not, I want to be somebody. Uh, it's not a certain thing, uh, but I want to impact people. Would you say the size of the goal and the, that you have for yourself uh, <laughs> leads you to, the life that can make that, you know, the bigger life and, and all the other things kind of come in. Like what, how would you put that into words? Well, Larry, you see some of these guys make a million, they got just a few RVPs. So the problem is if they ever take the pedal off because they still have to run a big base shop, their income takes a nosedive. You've never had a nosedive in your income. I have it because for us to make money, we had to have a massive organization. So if somebody quits, you don't even notice it. It's so big. There's no ripple in it. But uh, Art taught us to build massive organizations. The bigger, the more secure, and the more you can use uh, the financials, 
to invest other people, the more time you have. Um, I've never been one to try to get everybody to wear a Mike Tuttle t-shirt. I'm not trying to produce my, I want Randy Godfrey wearing a Randy Godfrey t-shirt. I want Josh Huffman wearing, Art wanted me to do my own fast start schools. I want to create independent leaders. I don't want everybody dependent on me. If that's the case, God, I can't go do all these great projects I'm working on. I want to produce independent leaders where they say, man, this is me. This is what I live for. I've got my great. I said, great, buddy, go for it. Have your own school, have your own deal. That frees me up to do the stuff I want to do. But the thing that, Larry, I was good at through the years, I've never made a cold call. I've always created incredible markets. I was with a guy a couple of weeks ago. He's just moved here. And I was saying, now, how are you going to get your market going? And we're at the, uh, there's a church in Tyler that has, it's the only place that has two handball courts. And I was over there. I play handball over there still. And um, I noticed the maids. They're all older ladies, Hispanic, most of them. And they're invisible people. And I don't believe there should be any invisible people. So I've started kind of getting a hold of and talking to them a little bit. And so I went, they have a concession stand. It's cheap, you know, Gatorade, Coke, candy bars, popcorn. And I asked the lady that runs, I said, do these ladies have to pay for that stuff? She's, well, yeah. I said, well, here's a bunch of money. I think we gave her $500. Start a little budget. I don't want them ever paying another dime. And um, so the ladies were ecstatic. But the lady that runs it said, Mike, now they're being very conservative. I said, I didn't ask them to be very conservative. They need to be taking some of this home to their grandkids. These folks, I mean, so I went to some of the maids. I said, hey, ladies, you go tell that lady, Mike Tuttle said not to be conservative. And I mean, they're so excited down there. Nobody has ever done that for them, Larry. Now then, the other day, this guy in California is there and he's talking about how he's going to get it going. And I just happened to see a lady. She looked like she was about 45 Hispanic lady. And... Uh, didn't know her. Don't know if I've ever seen her before. I said, by the way, are you taking any of that candy home to your grandkids? She said, oh my gosh. She lit up, Larry. I said, how many you got? She said, I've got seven. I said, seven? Well, you know what? This Saturday, coming Saturday, I'm having a big group at my ranch. There's going to be about 900 people there. We're having pony rides, uh, horse rides, petting zoo, giant blow-up obstacle courses. We're going to have a kid's rodeo. Uh, we're going to give away $5,000 in cash and prizes. Every kid come to win money. They're going to take candy. It's going to be the most fun. And there's no charge to come. She starts crying, Larry. And she, I wish I could. My brother died last night of COVID, 45 years old. Shows me the pictures of five beautiful kids. And said he didn't have insurance. And uh, we're all putting our money together so they can have I said, well, come by the house. I don't want to give you a $1,000 check tap. Now, you talking about me and that lady immediately bonded. She came out, met my wife and I. Then I've been corresponding, you know, how's the family? I told her today, I want that family to come up and spend a couple of days at my ranch. It's hard on you lose your husband like that. we got to do something to get their minds off. But the point I'm making, Larry, that guy I'm just standing there, he didn't see her. He didn't say hello to her. She was invisible. I'm looking for people that are invisible people. Now, you understand, if she's got seven kids, grandkids, guess what? Their parents, what age are they? Our market. And I tell you, you think she's not telling everybody that why about me? You don't think that family in San Antonio, I paid more money than anybody else in that family. And if they come and spend time, I just don't, I can start a base shop tomorrow just off that. I mean, it's just how easy this stuff is if you just connect with people. I go in the other day and a bunch of um, uh, high school age kids are playing basketball. There was four on four. I'm playing handball and I'm watching them. I said, time out. They look at me like, what do you want? I said, I don't think you guys are trying hard. Who are you to tell? I said, here's what I'm going to do. There's four of you. 
I'm going to put up $100 a person. The team that wins gets $100 a piece, but I want to see some effort. You're going to put up 100 I mean, they went crazy. I said, I'm in the court in there. Come and tell me who won. I think this team's win. The guy I'm playing is a former basketball coach. He thinks that team. I think I got the better eye for talent. They don't come knock on my door. So I get through the game. I go out there and I said, well, who won? That team did. Why didn't you come tell me? Well, we're playing three games, best of three. I said, whoa, that wasn't the deal. I was going to pay 100 for one game. Pitch, three game. I'm going to up the ante. I'm going to put another $50 per person. So if you win, each person gets $150. Larry, they put it at center court, fanned it out. They all get their cameras. They're taking pictures of it. I mean, now I'm guarantee you, every person in their family knows about it. Now, all I got to do is one of them boys, I see them there and there. Hey, what does your dad do? He does what? Well, he's kind of between jobs or he's doing construction, whatever. I said, you know, tell me about your dad. Oh, man, he's warm. He taught me how to play basketball. I've got great relationship. There's that relationship. Dad with son, that's who I'm looking for. I said, well, I'd like to meet with your dad. I could build a base shop right out of that. Just look for people. Just find some way to connect with people. And if you make people feel special there, you can't get rid of them. They, everybody wants to work for somebody that they respect and makes them feel special. Remember Art says, you got that sign, make me feel special. And I have tried to master that through the years of trying to meet someone, make them feel special. Hey, listen, there's a lot of information online, but there aren't a lot of people who have actually done something. In my case, I've actually built a successful business that's accrued over $5 billion in assets under management and has done well even during trying times. Now, if you want to know exactly how I've done this, go to whiteellenwinning.com forward slash webinar now. I've compressed a decade of learning into five short weeks just for those of you who want to give yourself an incredible advantage and are tired of waiting and watching others move up. And Mike, talk about the one of the, I think, keys to... Uh, the activity in your life is you've maximized that freedom to follow the things that fire you up. You know, going to Mexico on hunting trips and fishing trips and South America fishing trips, you know, going here, go, going there, helping other people. Uh, it's, and now you got, you know, you, you went out there and you got the, uh, you got interested in horses and then you wound up selling your big place on the north side of Dallas and uh, moving moving out. And now you got a farm. And then that turned into where you're not just this big landowner behind the, uh, the gate out there. Uh, you use that, you know, with a bunch of horses and everything, you use that with the, the fun of Zorro and Santa Claus. I mean, it's just like a fantasy things, the ideas you come up with, but it is, it's you having fun, you being a kid, basically. Oh, uh, just doing the stuff I love doing. But uh, this, this talking about investing in people, building an office, having market, never had to call. Uh, a friend of mine told me there's a pastor in a little church in Tyler, and they kind of do half Hispanic and half American uh, white people. It's really a neat little church, only about 150. And they want to do a men's retreat out here. And would I mind? So I said, well, bring the pastor out, let him see the place. And uh, they were going to do a Friday night and Saturday till 12 o'clock with about 15 of their key people. And I said, now this is out at your farm, right? Yeah, I said, to yep. me, that's dumb. Friday night is bat football, so some of them are not going to come. Why take up two days? Won't you just go all day Saturday? 
He said, well, yeah. And I said, well, why don't you let each one of, if you're building a church, why don't I make it fun? I'll put up some money. We'll do a skeet shoot. We can run, we'll make it fun so they could bring someone that's not in their church and also get him involved. And all of a sudden they start changing their thinking. They call me back three days later, said, we've changed it. We're going to do a fall festival out there. They had 800 and people show up Saturday last week. Good Lord. <laughs> a church of 150 at 800 people. They were beside themselves. Now, guess what, Larry? I just got exposed. Every person there knows who I am. They can't believe. I gave away $5,000. We gave uh, uh, poker chips. I had 5,000 poker chips. Every game, they can win a token. If they beat someone down the slide, they win a token. We have a catching kick, uh, chicken catching contest. If they catch a chicken, we put a pheasant in there. He's worth more money if you can catch the pheasant. We do... Um, uh, cornhole. Uh, we do, uh, I do a stick pony rodeo. We do these little trick tricycles. We worked our butt off. We had so many games. We had big blowups, but how easy would it be to build a base shop out of that right now? And all I did was say, let me show you how to do it a little bit bigger. That's who I met at the lady that I met at the wife, uh, the church. And that's the term. I said, once you come to that and the, or you couldn't on the count of the funeral, but that's just how it works. So we do, uh, I do Santa Claus. I get a whole group of guys and we go through town. I pass out money. They pass out candy. And everybody, we got the sirens. The police go ahead of us blowing the sirens. Kids get so Now that started. Now let's just talk. You have a black horse. You got black a gorgeous fan. black horse. And then you got a, a black saddle. And it's, it's one thing to, you know, get your beautiful horse and ride around your farm. It's another thing to have, have an event with it, have some fun with it. And so then you got your Zorro costume at Halloween and talk about how you did that. When the well, first time you did it. I just thought it'd be fun at Halloween to have a costume and everybody knows who Zorro is. And I get the sword and I tell them I've been robbed from bad people to give to good people. And they all swear they're good people. Now I have other people in costume. They're giving out candy, but I'll give away several thousands of dollars that day. Uh, just passing out to people. Uh, this, this same church, they said, would Zorro come to our church on Halloween morning? I would be probably the first time Zorro has ever attended a church. Can you imagine? They're coming out. They're going to be out there when they come out. And I'm going to be in my black stallion. And I'm going to be, my saddlebags will be filled with money. I'll put it in coin bags. And I have a supply wagon. When they come out, I'm going to get my sword. And every kid's going to have their picture made with Zorro. That never happens at churches. But this guy is learning to think creative. I'm saying, Use everything you can to build your business, your church, whatever. Think out of the box. No other church would think about having Zorro there, but he's got me coming there. I can't believe it. I'm looking so far to that. Then I do Santa in, in Mexico. I like to hunt and fish. So the day after uh, I do the Santa ride here in town, well, I'm, they actually had me do the Santa and the Lindale parade. Uh, the next day I go to uh, uh, Mazalan. And there's a great fish, like a uh, lake I fish there, Pacachas. Uh, uh, but there's three villages around that. There's not a place to buy a store, a candy, I mean, a, a, a gift. So we'll have the guy working there. He'll buy pinatas like you can't imagine, but we fill them with candy and money. And every night we'll go to different one of these villages and there will be every kid in those villages and we'll play pinata. And then Santa does that. You've seen me do the dollar drop game. I'll take thousands and thousands of dollars man, and play the dollar drop game. Then I fly back to Dallas, drop my fishing pole off, then head straight to Cabo the next morning. And we've got a store there and we'll, Zorro, Santa will be there. 
and we'll have like 500 kids. They'll each give them like a $25 gift certificate and we'll have them come at shifts. They get their picture made with Santa. They get to go in and pick their own gift. Now these are kids living in dirt floor houses. Most of them have never gotten a gift at Santa Claus. So we'll do that three different nights. I fly home, get my gun, go the next day to Navajo. And then I'll hunt doves in the afternoon. And then every night, uh, Capel is the name of the big store down there. And we'll do the same thing. We'll do gift certificates and they will be lined up for miles long. They, they, we had so many people last year, they shut the store down. Wouldn't even let anybody else in the store. We have some people getting gifts. But nobody does that stuff for those folks down there. And again, what makes you cry and what makes you laugh? And I, I cry over the poverty of these kids and how tough it is. But to be able to see Santa Claus, most of them have never seen a Santa Claus. You go to the mall down there, Larry, and they'll charge like $25 for a picture. Most people make $10 a day down there. So you don't go spend 25 and he doesn't even acknowledge the other kids. I'm out in the streets at night. Uh, this is the funniest thing Larry I did. We did Cabo last year and we'd go in the stores. And that day I saw on the bicycle, they do tours. I said, Santa ought to come tonight through town. And he's playing, here comes Santa. And I'm throwing out money. I had a supply wagon of more money. We had so much fun. But Stephanie was not with me. I said, she needs to experience. This is so much fun. She was home getting ready for Christmas. So we have a place down there in January. So I got to thinking, who says Santa can only come here in December? What if he came in January? So I went to the same bicycle guy. And I got my supply. We had three wagons filled with candy and money. We're playing the same. Here comes Santa. I'm in my Santa outfit but I have a vest because I dined that heat down there, a Santa vest. And we put a sign, we started to say because of COVID we're still given, but we, people you know, died from COVID. So we changed the sign and said, Santa is tired of the cold in the North Pole and has moved to Cabo. Larry, it was the biggest hit of anything I've ever done on Santa Claus. Nobody has ever seen Santa Claus in January in Cabo. We gave away so much money. And so I'm sure this year in January, I'll be back in Cabo playing Santa Claus again, but I love playing Santa Claus especially down there because these people are so poor. These kids, and it's not just the kids, Larry. You see the old folks just coming up, just hoping maybe a few pieces of candy. They don't get any candy. It's just, but I love doing it down there. I'm, you, 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 uh, you get me talking on my Santa Zorro and I'll go all day here. I, I love doing that stuff. But the thing is, Mike, I mean, the point is that people have, you know, this is your uniqueness and, you know, uh, People have thoughts, things they're interested in, things they'd like to do, but they, they stifle themselves. You know? The people, and by large, Larry, who are in this business and are successful, they have a heart that they want to give and serve people. And when they don't have that, they have a hard time being successful in our business. They really do. Mike, you want to, I'm going to give you, uh, you know, you've already done it, but would you like to say, we're going to wrap this thing up, and I thank you so much for, uh, being so open and stimulating uh, uh, people to start thinking about ways they can make a bold impact and uh, just following their own thing is it's fun. It's not there's not work. It's it's like turning the adventure uh, button on in their life and the direction of things they want to do and. Uh, things they can draw other people into and make a major impact. And so uh, you want to, let's wrap this up. What Let me would you like to say as a, a final, final word? Challenge. Let me close What's that? With, let me close with a challenge. Okay. 
if I asked everybody in this call right now, I told you I'd give you a million dollars cash right now. If you could tell me how many white Ford trucks you saw last month, that's an easy question. I one of them can answer it. Now, if you'd have known I'm going to make that offer, you'd have had a diary. You'd have checked every white Ford truck. You'd have somebody looking for them. There was one behind Walmart. There was one passing me. There was one in the neighborhood, but it wasn't important to you. I encourage everybody to do a 30-day experiment. I've got my Mexican buddies doing that right now. Get a diary, spend some time praying every day and praying that God will lead you into one of those white Ford trucks and nobody else noticed. You do that experiment for 30 days, you'll be shocked how many white Ford trucks there are. And the rest of your life, you'll notice a white Ford truck and nobody else notices one. So do that experiment, spend some time in prayer, show me a white Ford truck, spend some time in prayer and commit to doing one unselfish act per day. I don't care what time you got to commit to doing it every day. Well, no, can't skip a couple of days every day and records people's response. And it will blow your mind, number one, how people respond when you reach out and just try to do that self is that it may be just offering somebody a ride to the airport. You may hear somebody's moving. Can I come help you? You find out the asking is as good as the doing the fact, well, I've already got it handled, but thank you for asking all of a sudden you, the bond you already created because you've invited somebody see if you could help them. I don't know of anything more powerful than doing that 30 day experiment intentionally every day, looking for someone that you could some way have an impact record their response. And I mean, I can show you files and files and files of letters that people done my 30 day experiment and said, Mike, it changed my life forever. So I would love to challenge people with that project because it will, I know of nothing I can encourage you to do that will have a bigger impact than that. Fantastic, Mike. Thanks so much. Say hello to Stephanie. Okay, and, buddy. Uh, look forward to seeing you soon, man. Thank you. Yeah, take care. If you enjoyed what you've heard and are dead serious about finding out for yourself exactly how this works in the real world, I've taken the most valuable business lessons I've learned over 40 years and put them into something for you to watch. Go to whiteellenwinning.com forward slash webinar now in order to move up as fast as possible. I'm Larry Whitell, and I run the Million Dollar Mastermind. Go, go, go.